0: Welcome to Passage to Wonderland, literary passages to complete your day. A man who gave up a kingdom for the woman he loved. It's the stuff of fantasy and fairy tale, which is why when King Edward VIII gave up his crown to marry American socialite Wallace Simpson, It shocked and seized the imagination of the world. And to this day, the story still fascinates. But did you know there was a woman before Wallace? Edward, who was the Prince of Wales at the time, had a mistress. Her name was Talma Furness, and she was the wife of a British aristocrat. She was also Wallace's good friend, or so it seemed. Here's an excerpt from The Woman Before Wallace by Bryn Turnbull. It tells the story of the scandal that rocked the world. The scene takes place at the 39th birthday party of Frida Dudley Ward. Prince Edward, or David as he was known to friends, is there, along with Thelma and Wallace. Of all the hotels in London, the Ritz was Thelma's favorite. It reminded her of Paris— in its old-world brilliance. Yet to Talma's mind, the Ritz London surpassed its French cousin in glamour. She loved it all, walking beneath the arcade entrance on Piccadilly with its marquee-bright letters, passing an afternoon in the butter-gold tea room, overhearing conversations from other tables, new loves, and old feuds forming and dissolving around her, watching couples pass arm-in-arm arm through the flower-laden lobby. Most of all, Thelma loved descending the marble staircase to the Ritz's subterranean ballroom. It was an entrance into another world, heralded by echoes of music that grew louder with each downward step, sound exploding into technicolor brilliance as the double doors opened. To Thelma, her mind floating on champagne bubbles as she returned from a trip to the powder room, the ballroom's mirrored walls expanded the space into a never-ending cavern of gilt and wood and music, a thousand thousand dancers stretching far beneath the streets of London. On a raised platform, a twelve-piece band played a waltz, their stage framed by a series of painted panels depicting a serene afternoon of Edwardian elegance. What would they say, those staid Edwardians, if they could see the ballroom now? filled with the crowd that David had assembled for Frida Dudley Ward's 39th birthday party. Women, barebacked in whispering silk and satin. Men in black tuxedos, drinking cocktails out of thin-stemmed glasses, swaying in time beneath chandeliers and cigarette smoke. Thelma paused at the edge of the dance floor, watching a man in an ill-finning suit stumble to a nearby table to speak to a young woman in a sparkling dress. Ten years ago, he would have been handsome, with his boyish features and crumpled carelessness, but years of overindulgence seemed to have taken their toll. An alcoholic bloat pushing out those of his features that ought to have been small. Pouched lips, blue shadows under overripe cheeks— he straightened his tie, watching the girl with a devil-may-care smile that no doubt had carried him through his youth. The girl rose and took his hand. Together they passed, leaving a beery scent in their wake as they went to dance. Talma accepted a glass of champagne from a motionless waiter, suppressing a smile, but for the dresses and the music, She figured the Edwardians likely wouldn't have seen anything too far removed from their own gatherings. It had been David's idea to have Frida Dudley Ward's birthday party at the Ritz. He'd been planning the evening for months, personally overseeing the menus and the guest list. As Thelma walked through the crowd, she could see dozens of people that David had invited, as well as a few that he hadn't, but who'd decided to turn up anyway. There, by the band, was Diana Guinness with Oswald Mosley. Her body turned towards his as they spoke in an undertone. Fruity Metcalf, a cigar jammed between his teeth, balanced three drinks in his hands as he walked towards a table where Louis Mountbatten, who shared his brother George's long face, sat with Piers Lee and G. Trotter. Surrounded by men at the bar, Nada, dressed in a chartreuse gown, stood out like punctuation. Talma returned to her table, hoping to steal a few more minutes' rest before David, or anyone else, pulled her back onto the dance floor and sent her head spinning again. For the moment, though, David was dancing with Freddie. Had they been anyone else, their figures would have been lost in the crowd. But Freddie and David moved like oil through water, separating the tide as they turned in unison. David pulled back to say something to Freddie smiling tenderly. She looked back with an expression closer to fondness than desire. Wallace Simpson, seated further down the table, shifted into the free chair next to Telma. Are you jealous? she said. Her words melted into each other with delicate precision. Wallace raised an eyebrow, and Thelma could see that she'd had nearly as much to drink as Thelma herself. Thelma rested her chin on her hand, watching as David pulled Freddie close enough for their cheeks to brush. But for her two daughters, Frida had come to the Ritz alone. Since divorcing her husband two years earlier, she hadn't shown any inclination towards marrying again. Not that she would. Not to David, at least. Though their affair had long since cooled to friendship, Telma knew that David would respond to any suitors in Freddie's life with jealousy. Any man would have to be content with sharing her. Not in the slightest, said Telma, as the music shifted into a cheery ragtime. Really? said Wallace. She looked at David and Freddy with a hard expression, as though trying to bring them into better focus. I don't think I could stand it. I trust him, said Telma, as David one-stepped with Freddy, his hand low on her waist. Or more to the point, I trust her. Nada excused herself from her crowd of admirers and made her way towards Gloria and George Mountbatten, who were fox-trotting on the dance floor. She tapped her husband on the shoulder, and George, conceding defeat, relinquished his lead. Nada took Gloria by the hand, and they launched into a well-practised routine. David swung Freddie out with an exaggerated flourish. Their hands broke apart, and she took the momentary distance to shake her head, laughing before walking towards the bar. David shrugged good-naturedly and spun around, eyebrows raised as he caught sight of Telma and Wallace. Too quick for her, he said once he'd weaved his way over to them, taking out a handkerchief to wipe perspiration from his forehead. Guy, I'm hot! Another round? Thelma. Wallace. The song ended and the band shifted into something more sedate. An Aussie Nelson number that had come out a few years ago, smooth and sentimentally trite, crooning stars and dreams, but lovely all the same. rather than retiring from the dance floor, Gloria and Nada moved closer together and danced on. The slender train of Nada's dress drifted with their movement, brushing itself against Gloria's legs as they swayed, hands clasped, contented, beside her. Thelma felt Wallace shift closer. Your sister ought to be more discreet, she said, as David relieved a waiter of a tray of drinks. Thelma shrugged. They're only dancing, she said. A private room, a private party, entirely innocent. A private room in a public hotel, Wallace pointed out. And you know how people talk. Thelma frowned, but before she could answer David, his elbow planted on the table to better steady his hand as he lit a cigarette, cleared his throat. throat) I wouldn't think too hard on it, Mrs. Simpson, he said. He inhaled and the cigarette caught the flame. Satisfied, he leaned back with an easy, heavy-lidded smile. It's not really a concern. Not to people like us. Let the girls have their dance. They're not harming anybody. After a few minutes, David stubbed out his cigarette with renewed vigor as the opening strains of Blue Danube floated throughout the room. He held his hand out to Telma, and she took it, head spinning, as he whirled her towards the dance floor. You remember this one, he said, pulling Talma close. Telma nodded glowing in the warmth of his smile. Lady Londonderry's ball. She closed her eyes, trusting in David's sure movements as he led her in the dance. Somewhere else on the dance floor, Thelma supposed that Nada and Gloria were still dancing together. She hoped they were. David's words echoed in her head, making her smile at the impossibility of it all. People like us. He'd said, people like us, she thought, dance with the Prince of Wales. People like us buy out the ballroom at the Ritz. She opened her eyes and looked around. As she'd expected, Gloria and Nada were still dancing nearby, and it was enough to make her throw caution to the wind, lean forward, and press her lips against David's. People like us, she thought triumphantly. Own the world and everything in it. David, the future king. Thelma, his love interest. And Wallace, the American divorcee who helped change the course of history. They're bright young things in a world of privilege and power. And it's one of their last moments together before Thelma leaves for New York and asks Wallace to take care of David, a decision that will change their lives and the world forever. Today's passage was taken from The Woman Before Wallace by Bryn Turnbull, published by HarperCollins. Thank you for listening to Passage to Wonderland. Until next time, rest easy.